It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Listen, if you're still living with bladder accidents, stop. It's time to get your life back. I was just like you until I found real relief with Axonics Therapy. It's not a pill or a pad. It's a clinically proven advanced treatment. Get started at findrealrelief.com. That's findrealrelief.com. Consult a bladder specialist to find out if Axonics is right for you. Results and experiences may vary. For more information about safety and potential risks, go to findrealrelief.com. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Today I have another uh, fantastic coach with me, uh, Coach Justin Clark. He was gracious enough to come on my lonely little podcast. Nothing too big here. Uh, coach, for anybody that doesn't know who you are, could you please introduce yourself? Uh, my name is uh, Justin Clark. Uh, I'm, I'm currently I'm the head football coach at North Gaston High School here in Dallas, North Carolina. Um, th- this is actually where I grew up, um, and so it's good to be back home. Um, you know, my, my coaching stops have, have kind of brought me uh, into into South Carolina, into Georgia. And so um, it's always good to be able to come back home um, and, and be the head coach of, uh, of where you grew up. And so I'm excited about the opportunity, excited about bringing the culture back and, and trying to get this thing going in the right direction again. Yeah, I coached my high school right away. I was 18, 19. So I did the opposite. I went right back right from the get go which was awful because then the head coach got fired. So that means I left. I was like, done. Now I'm done. Uh, but then I was going to be, try to become the head coach there. And I was like, eh, I don't want to go back. Some places you don't want to go back to. Right. <laughs> so it's good that you wanted, wanted to go back or had the opportunity to go back. So, yeah. um, so I always ask the same question. I'm pretty boring. The same first question to everybody. Um, so how did you get into coaching? Because we have our own path. We have our own way of how we did it. Um, you know, like I always tell people, I was 15 years old and I knew that's what I was going to do. And some people I've talked to, they, they were 25 and they figured it out. So uh, how did you know that you were going to start coaching football? Oh, well, um, I, I grew up, my dad um, was a high, high school head football coach, uh, high school um, head baseball coach. And so that's all I knew growing up. Um, he was actually the head coach here um, in North Gaston. Um, 
and, and I was I was actually drawing football plays in first grade and, and you know, in, in my little notebook and, and having parent-teacher conferences because I'm not doing my schoolwork because I'm, I'm sitting here having having separate notebooks. I mean, it, it, it was it was crazy. Uh, I don't know if my dad was proud or, or, or mad, but, um, you know, so I always knew fo- football, um, baseball, and athletics in general was always big for me. Um, and so I knew at an early age, like th- this is this is what I wanted to do. Um, it it wasn't until I got to college um, that I really kind of made up my mind that I wanted to be on a high school level more so on the college level. Um, <clears throat> and so, you know, my 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 dream, my pl- my plan, um, if the good Lord's willing, is to get back on the college level. Um, you know, but. You know, right right now we're we're sitting here trying to trying to build something here at, at North Gaston, and you know, be where your feet are, and just kind of uh, bloom this program into what it can be. Um, you mentioned that you traveled a little bit with coaching, like right. like we talked before I hit record. Um, Central Illinois to Chicago is three hours. Like I moved three hours, and I right. thought that was mind blowing. Like I got to move three hours. Right. You, you moved to different states, so like, what what's that like? And like, what did you learn from that when you came back? It was um, it, it was really beneficial for me um, because I mean, like I said, all I knew growing up um, was was my dad um, because that's that's who. I watched at, when I was when I was younger. Then that's who I played for when I was when I was in high school, um, and then I went to college, um, and then I got some other coaching experience and coaching philosophies um, in, embedded, and then I came back into coaching. My, my actually my my first job was co- was coaching for him, mm-hmm. um, and so it was you know play for him, learn from him, go to college, learn from the other coaches, and then right right back to the same stuff with, with my dad. And then, um, you know, we, we coached together for five years. Um, and then I, I felt like it was time for me to kind of branch out um, and, and kind of learn what I really was about. Um, and so um, there was a job opening in Atlanta um, at, at a school that, that I had some connections to. Um, and so I took that job um, as an offensive coordinator down in Atlanta. Um, that was the first time I was really out on my own and kind of just kind of established my own philosophy um, offensively. Um, and then I went from there uh, to to getting married and then coming back into the state of South Carolina. Um, and, and so it was good for me in that years that I, I spent away uh, from from my dad as far as his philosophy and then learning from other coaches. Um, and then um, my last stop was, was at uh, a, a school down in Columbia um, at Ridgeview High School. And, and so that was another experience because I, I was working at a predominantly minority school. Um, and, and, and to me, that was probably one of the greatest, greatest uh, times in my, in my not teaching and coaching career just because I saw some things that I needed to see, um, you know, that, that's going on. And so for me, seeing all these different things was able to really solidify, you know, what, what I want this program to be, what I want this philosophy to be um, and, and things of that nature. So it, it was good for me to be able to, to go out, you know, it was a little scary at, uh, at times, but um, it, it wasn't as bad as I thought because I did have those connections in, in the different States. Yeah. This is my fifth high school. I'm at, I got hired in the summer, go, go figure it's COVID year. I'm going to pick a different school and during COVID, right. but yours is different but mine is the same thing like 
the school I was at last year, it was considered low income. And right. that opened my eyes to like what coaches really are. Like they needed me more than I needed to coach, if that makes sense. Exactly. Like, yeah. And so you, it's kind of the same thing. Like my fifth high school, people are like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, no, something else opened up. You move on, you, you do something, you learn. And, you know, some people only stay at one spot, which is great, but I think you need to learn, communicate and see different parts of, I mean, right. Chicago is different than the rest of Illinois. Chicago is not Illinois. It's not, it's, it's completely different, but just, I coached in the cornfields. Now I coach on a five lane by five lane roads. Like it was just this right. big thing. And, um, but I couldn't move to a different state. Well, I might move to a different state if this continues. I may have to go somewhere that's playing football right now, but I couldn't imagine moving to a different state. Um, three hours was enough. <laughs> um, so I know you're an offensive guy. I just wanted to ask, like, have you ever coached any defense or has it always been offense? No, I've all, I've always coached offense. Um, I actually, when, when I was trying to get my foot back in the door in the college game, um, the, the defensive coordinator at, at Coastal Carolina now, uh, Coach Staggs, Chad Staggs, um, he was at Charleston Southern with, with Chadwell. And um, there, there was a GA kind of a uh, – it, it was it – uh, no, it was a GA spot. Um, it wasn't a quality, uh, quality control spot. But it was a GA spot um, uh, for, for his DBs, and I would work with him. And so um, and I was about to get married, uh, and I couldn't, uh, I couldn't afford to, to not have a, a paycheck. And so um, that, that would have been my first time ever coaching the defensive side of the ball. Um, but I've, I've always been an offensive guy. Yes, sir. Isn't it crazy to get in college? You have to do something like that, like a GA, like here's $800 a month, if that. Yeah. Like, you know, it, it's – it's 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 crazy, but it's um, you know, <clears throat> the op the opportunity may may arise uh, come up some sometime soon, but you know that that's all, all a part of uh, the good Lord's plan. Yeah, because I helped out spring ball with Eastern Illinois when Dino Babers was there and Jimmy G was there, and just doing spring ball was tough enough. I was like, I was just doing it to do it. Like I was coaching high school, but they let us come and right. help if we wanted and. I was like, I couldn't imagine doing this times 10 for $800 a month or paying for my master's, but then I have to find my own money and do something else. Right. Yeah. Cause I talked to another coach. This is way off topic. Um, we talked about, I'm not trying to talk bad about anybody, but you see a lot of college coaches get recycled. Like they might get fired, but then they immediately get another job. And they're like, is there not enough young guys? And we were talking about, well, look at the conditions you have to do to get to where they are. And right. times have changed. So people's mindset now is different than what maybe we all, when we were growing up, we might've done it. But like Nick Saban's of the world and, and this and that, like they had to go through some things. Mike Leach, everybody knows Mike Leach, what he had to go through. Yeah. And I said, we were talking about it and said, maybe there's less coaches coming up than we think going into college. Cause they're like, why go do that? When I go coach high school yeah. and be a teacher or get a regular job and then go coach. They'd rather right. do, do that than say, coach for free go through the ringer for five years and hopefully get a job oh yeah there there's no there's no doubt about it right now I mean my you know and that, that's the thing my wife is actually uh she grew up the the daughter of, of a college head coach and so she kind of understood the the business of it and you know anytime that uh, I mentioned hey you know one, one of my one of my college connections has called me and they, they may have a spot open she always tells me hey go for it but you know the what, what we're getting 
paid right now is a little bit more than you know what's gonna what's gonna be offered there but um you know it, it's tough at times and you know i got i have a four four year old and a three year old and so uh it's it's got to be a special place for me to to take that risk you know what i mean because uh, that, that's that's a different lifestyle that's a different animal um you know, but, it, but it's good to have that support at home. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know if I want to put my little girls in that situation right now. Right. Um, when I coached at Charleston High School, um, we played a school called Mount Zion. It's right. It's in the same town as Milliken University, a Division three school. Uh, my third year coaching, I think the head Milliken coach retired or left, took the head job at that high school there. And me and him built a connection. I was going to go coach for him at one point. And I asked him, I said, so what's so different? Why did you take the high school one? He goes, I don't have to worry about my job all the time. I have all this extra time. He didn't know what to do with himself. So he started coaching track. He doesn't have to recruit right. and have all this. So he went back to high school and I talked to another coach. I did the same thing here in Chicago. He was the head coach at Elmhurst college. Now he's at Lake Zurich and he's, this is his first time coaching high school ever. He's been college and he goes, I make a little more money teaching and coaching high school than I did there. And I said, you gotta be kidding me. He goes, no, division three is rough. Oh no. Yeah, definitely. And I know that's off topic. It's just interesting to me how this happens and just meeting these guys. It's it's funny that you, it's funny that you mentioned Milliken. I got one of our inside linebackers that got accepted into Milliken. And so I'm trying to get a hold of something. So if you know anybody up there, uh, shoot give him give him my email because i'm trying to i'm trying to get him somewhere to go play yeah i know the old head coach but i i have some connections i'll I'll email people or text people and say hey who's the coach there and this and that Uh i can figure it out um what a small world yeah that's funny good thing i brought that up see my add kicking in is good sometimes There, there you go um so i know I've watched some of your stuff with Coach Mackey from way before. I watched Coach Mackey's stuff. He's a great guy. I watch all the time. So I know you're a run-and-shoot guy, but I know you've combined it a little bit. Do you still do the right. run-and-shoot stuff? Do you still do all that? Has anything changed from two years ago when I watched all that stuff? Um, we we don't go um, – very seldom um, do we really have post-snap conversions um, I- anymore. Um, mm-hmm. we, we kind of we bastardized it. Um, if that's the correct term, um, enough to where we can manipulate um, what the run and shoot is um, based off of what we do in our series-based pass game. Um, and so um, for, for me, and, and actually I had this conversation with, with our receiver coach. Um, I got him from NC State. He's a student assistant at NC State. And so um, – you know, I'm, I was thinking about going back full, like 100% on board with, with the run and shoot and, and doing all this type of stuff. And, um, you know, we had the conversation with it. I, I love it. I'm a fan of it. I think it's the best offense that was ever created. Um, but you do have to have – it's an all-in mentality. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's kind of like the triple option. Either either you're going to marry the triple option or you're going to – or, or you, you, can't, you can't be successful with it. Um, and so – Right now, um, as a first-year head coach who's um, coming from a triple option system for the last probably eight to ten years, um, you know, and and our quarterbacks not necessarily having a lot of pass game knowledge, 
um, I just felt like it wasn't it wasn't the right time to go 100% into the run and shoot just because mentally, I don't think those guys could handle it. Um, now, ask me in the next two or three years, and my in the system may go back to full 100% uh, run and shoot. Um, but right now, what what we do have based off of our off of our two by two game, um, we we have four base ways to run uh, our our base concepts. Um, you know, and so we have a 10 series, a 30 series, a 50, 70, and a 90. So that, that actually we got five, we got five ways to run our base concept. Um, and so um, we can manipulate whatever we want to the concept side and have a different series based uh, concept on the backside. So you're going to slow. So it's basically just a simpler version of the run and shoot is what right, you're trying to, right. it's just so, like. Yeah, de definitely. So. <clears throat> Let, let's just say uh, in run and shoot, you, you have 90 streak, okay? So on, on 90, 90 streak, you have uh, on, on the play side, you have the, the outside vertical route. Um, the inside slot has, has an inside, inside uh, seam with, with, a hot, with a hot break um, as, a, as a little flat route if it's cover zero. On the back side, number two will have the seam read. And then on the outside, number one would have the it will execute the, the up route. Okay. So now how can we manipulate the backside of that seam read progression? Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. and, and so now for us, how, what can we do to simulate that that portion of the route? Okay. Um, and so what we've come up with is like our, our 10 series, we just have basic vertical concept on the backside okay our 30 series is is a level series on the backside um our 70 series is what we call our our rail series which is switch post and then the the wheel read on the outside so now that simulates now the switch on the backside with, with the with the post coming across um our 50 series is just basic mirrored concept and then our 90 series is just old school uh, Steve Spurrier Mills. And so the biggest thing for us is if we're going to, if we're going to call a one high concept or a zone concept to our play side, the backside combination, now we can make it either a man or, or a middle of the field, you know, middle of the field uh, open or middle of the field closed concept. And so that's how we started attacking it is just creating it in that manner, uh, which, <laughs> which for the last two or three years, we, we've had really good success with it. Um, we hadn't had a quarterback uh, shoot since, uh, I think maybe, matter no, uh, since 2011, they hadn't thrown for at least 22 or 2,300 yards in a season. Um, and then on top of that, uh, I grew up so much around my dad, I still believe that you have to run the football to win. And so – uh, the, the run game for us is very important. So it's not, you know, one, one year we can, we can look like a team that throws the ball all over the yard, uh, but it, we're actually more balanced than people think. Um, and that, that's what kind of sets our system up and my system up more so than a true run and shoot is, is you know, the, there's a more heavier run emphasis um, in, in our scheme. So what run plays do you add? Do you have like zone, trap? Well, this, this year, yeah, this year we're going to be more of a tight zone, uh, midline trap type team. Um, 
that, that's kind of what we're going to be going with with us. Uh, you know, we'll we'll put some, we'll we'll run some pinnacle stuff. We'll run some outside stretch type concepts. Um, we'll we'll run dart just to keep them honest. But we're, our backbone will be really kind of some tight zone, midline off the tight zone. Um, our trap schemes, we'll, we'll kind of keep them honest with it, and then we'll we'll have a little option package. Uh, just because they, you know, they they ran the option for so long, we we got to be able to to do what they have done, um, and so <clears throat> I think it's going to be it's going to be fun uh, to be able to kind of put this this system together um, uh, this this season. Yeah, um, I got hired as run game coordinator, so we're just I have to put in all these. Run, we only have three run plays right now, but it's funny we're running ISO, which is the old school belly. We're just running ISO. But that's my inside zone, just not blocking the end. So I put go. on I put on Twitter the other day. I put up a picture just because I wanted to know. People always said it was duo, and I put up a picture of it and I said, "Is this your guys' inside zone or duo? It's my inside zone." Oh, I shouldn't have put that up there. People were coming out of the woodwork, and I didn't have the running back drawn up right. They're like, "Well, since you have it drawn up this way, it's called this." And I'm like, yeah. "What do you? It was just huddle. I was right. just drawing like." That's my little rant. I was like, you know, I call it inside zone, but it's really duo. But I call it inside zone because I want double teams. I want that as kind of like you said, tight as possible, and we can bang it out or something. I want it to yeah. be right up the middle out because I'm an offense, old offensive lineman. I want to do that. Instead. Yeah. Well, if if you really want to be technical with with what we do, um, I guess what you really can call our tight zone is really a, a, a zero scheme. Uh, mm -hmm. It's really it's really a zone scheme off of veer. Because uh, we're gonna we're gonna have we're gonna be a pit, we'll probably be ninety ninety to to ninety five percent pistol, um, and so it, it's gonna be a hundred meter dash with with our super back you know straight up the middle, um, and so for for us that's what really will kind of simulate is more of a zero scheme than than anything else. Yeah, I loved when I was OC. I loved trap out of pistol. I don't know why it worked beautifully. Trap out yeah. of pistol. Um, people that are under center teams give me crap for it. Like pistol trap, what are you talking about? It has to be under center trap as quick as possible. And I said it was quick as possible. Yeah, it was just a spread team. I would just call pistol, and we just went with it. And I'm always wrong. I can't do anything and be right. I'm always going to be wrong. But oh, there ain't the, there's get get used to it, bud. Oh, I'm used to it. It was just funny. I just I put things up like that. Like I just want to know what you guys think. I want to learn, and it turns right. into something else. Oh yeah, and I said this is why Twitter's supposed to be a good thing. Now it's a bad thing all of a sudden, and <laughs> right. like right. what we're doing right now, this is a, the good side. What I did the other day, I guess, was bad. I guess I'm not supposed to put up an offensive play and figure out what it is. Uh, I heard somebody say, "Put up the wrong thing to learn the right thing." You're going to get crapped on, but you'll learn the right thing if you put up the wrong thing on purpose. Oh yeah, one hundred percent on that. Now, yes, <laughs> for sure. And uh, yeah, I know. So some of my run and shoot questions might be dumb. So you need to educate me. I'm not hundred percent on the run and shoot stuff. Right. What is so different between that and like air raid? Cause to me, I understand air raid way better than I do run and shoot. I've tried to look up run and shoot stuff. I try to watch things. Air raid just seems more simpler to me if that's the right way to put it. Yeah. Um, from the past game perspective. So is that the difference? Like air rate is just simpler or am I just way uh, off on that? For, for me, um, you, you have, you have some post snap conversions in the air raid. 
um, but it may be uh, it may be two options, three options max. Um, in, in the run and shoot, uh, you have your primary breaks, and then you have your secondary breaks off of you, off of that. Um, and, and so it can get um, it can get really uh, exhaustive as far as what the defense and, and what the leverage does. I, I, I personally think when the air raid and, and, and kind of all the Tony Franklin guys, um, mm -hmm. when that was really hot, you know, they were saying find grass, attack grass. Um, that is just run and shoot. I mean, if you if you really want to look at it, that's that's the simplicity of the run and shoot. Uh, if, you, if I'm covered here, I'm going to go there. Um, and so I, I think – I think people are scared when they see the run and shoot um, because it, it, it is, we have to be on the same page every single play. Um, but that's the beauty of the system. Uh, once everybody gets dialed in, it's pro for me, it was actually the easiest offense to, to play in and to learn as a quarterback. Um, because all I had to do was just go through my progressions and made, and the receivers had to be on, on the right page. Like if the receivers did what they supposed to do. I, I know where I need to throw the football. To, to me, that's the biggest issue is just making sure that connection is, is, is the right, is the right one. Um, and so for a quarterback, for me is I learned more offense and, and more pass coverage structures at, as a run and shoot guy than I was as a West coast guy or, or any, anything else. And so for me, that's the beauty of it. Um, it it's just more of, I think it, it, in a simplified version, um, the air raid is a cliff note version. Uh, the run and shoot is is the thesis. I think if you if you want to kind of break it down in that manner. Yeah, I'm going by like when I was younger and I was researching offenses, I would see the run and shoot, and I think what scares coaches like me a little bit. Not now that I'm older, maybe not so much, but back then oh, you have to teach them how to read this. And that's, that's a lot of teaching, I think. And I could right. be wrong. In the air raid, it's you're still teaching, but it's not as much. Like if you call mesh, right. but you just tag one guy, you're not, yeah. it's, it's the same. Run and shoot, it just seems like, well, if this guy squats, you do this. If he does this, you do Like, I know I'm being yeah. dumb about it, but if he does this, you do this. And I think that scares coaches of like, how much time do I put in? Well, if the kids can't pick it up and they get frustrated and they don't want to do and it then, no more. And then, you, and then you scrap it. Right. Um, you, you have to, it's very front-loaded information. And this is what I tell people about the run and shoot. Um, it's very front-loaded. It's very front-heavy, front-loaded. Um, and then once you get it, then, then you have to be able, um, a lot of coaches get into business because they like control. Uh -huh. um, and, you know, when you're a run and shoot guy, you really don't have a lot of control um, when, when you call so it's not it's not like you have uh okay i'm gonna run this specific play versus cover two uh, I, I always have this particular route in the bank um uh, every route in the run and shoot can beat any any pass coverage any pass structure and so um that that's the great thing about it but at the same time that's kind of the scary part about it too as as a coach because now you're leaving it especially on the high school level you're leaving it up to really on especially on the jv you got 13, 14 year old kids, uh, you know, maybe if you're lucky, you know, if you're lucky, you got an old head at 15, mm -hmm. um, you know, you, you got some 13, 14 year olds that you're trying to say, okay, if this, if this corner 
um, is inside leverage and, and he's soft on you, you need to run a bench route. If he if he's soft and he's outside leverage, you need to you need to run run your skinny post. I mean, so that to to me that's the biggest issue is the control factor of it. Um, but to me, that was the thing that was so fun about coaching it is now now you're teaching the kids how to get open. I mean, that naturally kids know how to get open. They just don't do it on a consistent basis to where you can generate an offense around it. And the run and shoot has done that. It's proved it's proven that you can do that. Um, and so for for me, it's just uh, how much control do you really want to have and how much trust do you want to place on your on your high school athlete? Right. And then how much time are you willing to dedicate to them drawing it up, going at film, right. doing this? How much time do you really want to do that? I've been around coaches that don't watch film on Saturdays. And I'm like, okay, we're not going to win. Like, just depends how much time you really want to invest in something like that. Right. Um, and it's kind of like six in the air, right? Because they do the same thing. It's reading things. And so you're just doing it all the time with run and shoot, it seems. I know it's not six, but I'm trying to – anybody that listens that runs air raid, it's kind of like if you look at Mike Leach's six, they do whatever. Yeah. They're, they're reading the same thing. Yeah. Um, look at Mike – or uh, Texas Tech, when they beat Texas, he they threw it to the, to the bench type of route because that's right. what he was doing. He threw it to the opposite shoulder. Well, And, and when you look at it, um, you know, the air raid has stick, run a shoot has go. Hmm. Um, air, raid, air raid has mesh. Run a, uh, the run and shoot has streak. Uh, and so there's just some things that you, uh, you know, in, in a three by one, uh, the air aid has the cross series. Run, run and shoot has choice. And so when you really look at it, it, it they're, they're doing the same thing, um, but they're just doing it in a different way and getting, getting the same results. Right. You know? um, so with the run and shoot, and this might be a stupid question. So with the air raid, you have concepts. So it's like you call mesh and this is the play. It's a play for you right. guys. Can you call, if you're in a two by two, you call one thing here, you can control what you call on the backside too, if that makes sense. Um, yes. Yeah. yeah. Because when yes. I was, when I was OC, the head coach had me do, okay, I want, like if we want to run hitch slants and we were two by two, I'd signal in hitches and slants, read it like right. a book from left to right. If I wanted um, like a post on the backside, but I wanted smash, I'd call smash post or something. I could right. control each side. Then when I got to another school, we ran air raid concepts. So like Michigan was mesh. So it was just mesh. There was no like, let's run met. Like you couldn't call Michigan, Texas A&M or something, if that makes sense. Like right. you couldn't call two different things. So with the run and shoot, it seems like you can control whatever you want on each side. Yes, definitely. Especially, especially in two by two, you can. Um, you know, there, there's some there's some things not to oversimplify it, um, but uh, when you look when you look at it, 9014-9015 um, is based off of the street concept. Uh, but when you when you look at it from just just a Mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun with over eighty casino style games to choose from. You too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 
trainer. Start a journey, not a fad. Kick off your fitness journey with up to $500 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread packages. Choose the package that will take your training to the next level with accessories like our cycling shoes, heart rate band, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate. Offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Tread Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. Offensive playbook scheme-wise, it looks very similar to Hulse. Mm-hmm. You know, and so you can, you can do a lot of different things with that. And then that's kind of the beauty in, in what we have done or what I have like what I have done when we, when we kind of bastardize what the run and shoot is, um, I I think that for a high school kid, this system may work a little bit better going forward, and then slowly getting them into the run and shoot, mm-hmm. uh, because now uh, you know you, you take all that type of stuff away and you just run you run hoss to the play side concept, and then I can tag whatever I want to on the backside. Um, you know, it, it could be four vert, it could be our rails, it could be levels, it could be, uh, you know, mirrored halls, it could be mills. So we, we can tag based on the concept that we call what, whatever we want to control on that backside. Which I love doing that because you dictate what, like, they're trying to dictate what you're doing, which I like, guess what, I'm going to do this. You like, right. air, that's the flaw, I think, not flaw in air raid, but it's like, you can only do mesh so many times, you can only do this so much and they can see it and practice and run and shoot. You might always call this with this and then all of a sudden you're going to switch it. If that makes sense, yeah. like you're all of a sudden going to do something different because they're trying to do something. Well, I have an answer. I'm going to do this. Right. Yes, sir. Um, with air raid, the only things I've seen are like somebody might run. I think it might've been coach Taylor. I've seen this. I might've stolen it. I have no idea where he runs cross, but he has smash on the other side where you have to pick. Yeah. So he's dictated now. So I think some can do it, but I think run and shoot's more tempted or that seems normal to do that. Yeah. Um, like I said, I'm stupid. So I'm trying to figure out everything that's going on. Um, so when you, if you had your way of like the traditional run and shoot, how do you install the run and shoot? Cause I know air raid and other things have three days. I just talked to some veer coaches. They have like five days. Like it takes a long time right. for like, veer teams to do that so for a run and shoot what's an install look like for something like that uh for for me day one um i, I would put in streak um and i would put in our three by one go um and then day two i would put in um delay or smash hook however you want to call it um, i would put in smash and then i would put in choice and then day three i would work the switch calls off of day one and then day four, I would work the switch calls off of day two. And so really it's a two-day install, um, but it's, o- it's over a period of, of four or five days. Um, and, and so for us, that, that's, that's uh, to me, that's the easiest way of thinking is, we're, okay, we're going to run streak um, and we're going we're gonna to run how, how to understand how to run streak. Off a of streak, you can build in um, 9014, 9015, which is essentially halls. Um, you, you can tag uh, 90, 90, 10, 90, 11, which is slants. Um, and so you can kind of tag it off of that. Um, and, and so for us, you know, get really good at streak as the base concept and then build it off of that. Um, and then your three by one package that day would be go. Um, you know, the, then the next day your two by two package would be, you know, smash hook, delay, however you want to call, call that language. I've seen it called multiple things. 
Um, and then your three by one would be choice. And so then day, day, day three, okay, now let's work the switch calls off of day one. And so now let's run 90 streak switch, you know, 90 switch. Um, and so now, now you can, you can work all those types of tags and, and attacking it a little bit in a different manner. Um, and then, you know, pick one screen a day to get good at pick, you know, what, what's your run um, that you want to get good at for that day. And, and then, and then that's, that, that's your install uh, for, for us. Um, we're going to have two quicks. We're going to have two drops two two drop back. We'll have one screen and one run every day. Um, and, and so that, that's, I've take I've taken that type of mentality and continued to do it with our install, um, and, and so that that's how I would do it as, as a run and shoot guy. Um, now you, you may ask Coach Mackey what would be his number one install, and it may be different. But for mm -hmm. me, I think as a two by two because I want to stretch the field a little bit uh, vertically, um, and then our RPO game uh, would kind of control the the quick game and intermediate game. Um, I, I, I would start it with streak and go, and then the next day I would put in uh, I would put in smash and, and choice. Yeah, I think when coaches hear that they freak out like that's a lot or this or that. But realistically, you're stealing reps with some of those. Oh, yeah. You're stealing a lot of reps. Um, so for coaches, I might be scared to do that. Like, how would you rep choice routes and how to read a defender? Like, what's the best way for you? Do you immediately do it on air or do you immediately just say, no, we're going to have bodies. That's the best way to go about it. Don't do the air stuff. It has to be against bodies. No, we, we would do it on air. Um, and when, when I first started doing it, um, oh, shoot, I was probably 09, 09 and 10. Um, when, when we did it, when I, <clears throat> I started our quarterbacks doing it on air, and the receipt he had to receive he had to read the receiver's body language and so the quarterback didn't do anything the receiver was told hey you're going to run you're going to run the the uh glance you're going to run the skinny post so the quarterback had to read the body language of the receiver and then it went from there to defender then from there to whole concept so it was a it was a lot of routes on air um a lot of individual work um and then that, that's how we kind of did it. Um, every day, every day in the run and shoot, you're going to work seam read drill just because the seam read is so important in the run and shoot. Um, every day you're going to work that. And every receiver needs to, needs to understand how to run the seam read. Um, you know, then, then the next day you're going to run, you're going to run choice. And so for, for me and how we, how we use formations, every receiver needs to run choice. It's not just our outside guys. And so that that day, you know, will we'll be run heavy and how to run the choice route, and and then we we call it the choice drill to where you have three by one, uh, it, it, it simulates routes on air, you know, you have the concept side to the trips, you have the choice to the single receiver, um, and you can you have four quarterbacks slinging it all at the same time, going through the progression, so it it, it looks like air raid routes on air. Um, and so you got your streak, you got streak drill, which is basically your seam read drill. Um, and, and so the, the practice kind of simulates what, what people are familiar with, with the air raid. Um, but that's how, that's how we would, we would do it. Yes, sir. Yeah. So I think you're making coaches feel better. They're like, Oh, that makes sense. Cause I know when I was younger and first saw anything like that, I was like, Nope, that seems right. like it's, 
But then you look at defenses. I coach defense a little bit. The blue mix coverages, that's even harder, in my opinion. Like, if he does, like, I don't even get me started. Like, but it seems like the run and shoot can combat all the quarters coverage and the mix coverages because you're, the receiver can read what they're doing and figure out, I'm going to go find open grass and get open. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. And, and, and that's the thing, like, people always ask me, what, what hurts you the most? Uh, I want I want people to press us up and play man and blitzes. Like if, if we start seeing a team that blitzes us, uh, we're getting really happy on the sideline because we make you know you, you make one miss and it's going to be an explosive play. Um, what what we have struggled actually um, is just really really coached vanilla zone defense that just do what they do. They're in their spots and and they're good at what they do. Uh, and, and let you drive from the 20 to the 20. And then once it gets into the red zone, it's so constricted that they're going to force the quarterback to make a, make a perfect throw. Um, and so uh, that, that's really what's kind of hurt us the most is just really good, tall, disciplined zone defense. Yeah, like some teams talked about that. Like what defense hurts you? The one that plays harder, like the one right. that's trying harder. Like if we don't run good routes and we don't do what we do, that's what beats us. And, yeah. and like it's Jimmy's and Joe's and not X's and O's, but sometimes when you got both, you can't do nothing. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And I think we've both probably been on that. I've been on teams that had both and I've been on teams that haven't, and we've gotten our butts kicked from the teams that have, and there's right. just nothing you can do. Um, Like the team I was on a couple of years ago, we went 10 and one. Everybody knows East St. Louis football team. We saw them the second round of the playoffs, their corner. I'm six foot five, me in the corner, their corner looked eye to eye to each other. Yeah, And I was like, oh, my goodness, this is not going to go well. And they brought six or seven every play because they could. What are you going to do? We couldn't yeah. do nothing. Uh, I mean, when their corners are six foot five and their their nose guard looked like Dwayne Johnson, there was nothing we could do. Yeah. we. Uh, I, I was joking around. I had a sophomore quarterback um, where I was at last year. Um and, and I, I was joking around with him because we had a really good defense. Like, every, every one of our DBs went on to play college football. And um, so, we was at a 7-on-7 seven seven at the University of South Carolina, and they had a team uh, from Miami. It wasn't Miami Northwestern. I can't remember who it was out of Miami. Um, no, matter of fact, I think it was Miami Northwestern. Um, they, they came in, and, I mean, they, they would just ran us. I mean, they ran us off the field. And, and that, that second series, my quarterback came to me and said, Coach, you lied to me because uh, this defense is a whole lot better than our defense. Uh, you know, so it's, uh, it, it, it's, it's fun to, to see um, when, when you have those studs on that side of the ball and then their discipline on top of that, um, it, it's fun to watch a good defense like that. Yeah, it sucks when you're on the other side and they have a good defense, but if you're losing by enough and nobody wants to hear this, this conversation's on the headset. You're probably, we're oh. talking like, Oh, did you see that kid? Like yeah. you're all of a sudden watching them and you're like, wait a minute, we got to do this. But you're on the headset. Like normal people that don't coach, someone needs to write a book about headset conversations or a podcast, about headset conversations. Cause that would oh, be 100%. Uh, yeah. Yeah, one I, I, I think, I think that, um, my, my next project is, is to write an excuse book, uh, you know, what, you know, j just create a list of excuses and, you know, chapter one, this is, th this is this family of excuses. And then chapter two, this is this family of excuses. I, I think that would be a bestseller. 
Oh, you might be able to retire off of that one. Everybody would get that and yeah, retire. Um, now, correct me if I'm wrong. I, I think it was like a week ago. I started to try to find run and shoot stuff again. You can't find a lot of stuff on it on the internet. And I don't know if no. I'm just looking in the wrong spot. So how, why is that? Is there a special handshake, a special card you got to have in your wallet? Is there yeah, a... I, I think, I think it's very, um, when the run and shoot, um, came out, it, it was, um, it really wasn't, uh, it, it wasn't liked in a lot of places. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when they had success, uh, they really didn't like it. And then when, when it started going away and people started catching defenses started really kind of not, not catching up to them, but slowing it down. Uh, it was a perfect excuse for the media to really kind of bad mouth run and shoot. Um, I really think that um, I, I think if you ask Mouse Davis, that may have been the worst decision of getting an offensive like tagged, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, this is the run, of sh- this is the run of shoot. Oh, here, here come these guys, um, because it's one is one of the greatest systems that was ever created. But I, I think that goes into it to where to where those run and shoot guys. No, hold on, baby, go rinse it, go rinse it down. Uh, I think the old run and shoot guys really cut their teeth on, hey, th- this is who we are. We're going to protect the brand. Uh, we're going to be loyal to one another. Um, and really held on to it tight. Um, and that's why I'm so excited about the run and shoot certification. Because this is kind of the first time that, that Coach Jones has, has ever spoke out. Um, I, I think uh, you know, I think Coach Davis did one maybe in 2004, 2005 when he was at Hawaii. But that, that's kind of the last really clinic on the run and shoot. Um, and so I'm, I'm excited to go in. Um, I'm saving up some money uh, to, to go get – to, to go get my certification, um, you know, and, and kind of get get on board uh, with those guys. But uh, I, I think that has a lot to do with it. It was they they got so attacked in the media that it became okay. It's us against the world mentality, and it was only a select few that that really understood it. And the ones that understood it realized that hey, I need to keep my mouth shut, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna hold it close to the vest. Yeah. Um... Because you see, you find you can find everything else, but that you have to research for a long time to find that. Right. And I and I made that joke to somebody. I think another coach. I was like, I need to get that secret card just to ask somebody about anything because you can't find it. But I also think it might be. I said football's kind of going back. Right. So like you're seeing more run stuff, like wing T stuff coming back. I think people are starting to oh look at this running because of the defenses. Let's look at the run shoot stuff. How are they able to read this? Like I think it's slowly going back. And I'm not trying to put words in anybody's mouth. Maybe that's why yeah, people are no, talking more. Agree. People are talking about it more. So why not give that knowledge out now? Like, oh, now you want to know. Okay. So now you're going to learn. And I'm glad yeah. that I'm glad something like that's coming out because he could have been like, oh, now you want to know? Too bad. Like, go figure it out. But 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Right. Um, that might yeah. be a Christmas present. No, I, 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 I really Christmas. think that. Oh, it, it's good. It's going to be everybody that I have talked with uh, and spoke with so far. They, they enjoy it. They enjoy it. Um, and and I and I'll, I'll be honest with you. One of the main reasons why I'm going to get the certification is, is I want to understand. Um, like one of the chapters is game planning, practice scheduling. Uh, like stuff like that. I I, I want to know how Coach Jones and Mouse Davis really broke down game planning, um, because to me that 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 intrigues me more more so than than what the offense is. It's just learning how they think and how they organize their stuff. Um, and so that, to to me that to me that's worth the certification in in of itself. And I think it could have been because you were seen in the XFL when it was going on. Like you were start you were seeing it there. And I think that's kind of where people start to talk about it once again. All right. Because um, I remember watching on TV yeah. and people are tweeting about it like, oh, look at this, look at this. Oh, that's the run and shoot. Or that's that's air raid mixed with run and shoot. And, that, and then people are like, well, what's that? Or researching it. Now I think that's kind of why of it's going back. And now when XFL yeah. does come back, you're going to see it again. I guarantee it. And Oh, you know, yeah, definitely. definitely. And high school coaches, what do we do? We find something that's sexy and we, we bring it in. Like it's it's what we do. Right. Like Gus Malzahn's at Auburn. That's an offense every high school coach wants to run for the past couple of years. And then it was air raid stuff. Now you're going back. Now we're going backwards. I'm sorry. No, you're all fine. No, I'm almost done. I'm almost done. I promise. Because we can start wrapping up, taking a lot of your time. And, you know, you got a family and all that good stuff. So to wrap it up. So. I guess two more things. So who do you research in the off season? Like when you're, when you're, we've been on off season for a long time. So like, who do you talk to? Who do you watch or research right. to like pick up on little nuggets for your team? Um, when, when I took this job, um, I, I'm, I'm a big offensive line split guy. I'm a huge split guy. Um, and I watched, I watched, I spoke with uh, coach Matt Sockis, um, cause he, he, he uses the, the big splits. Um, I started watching some of uh, Coach DeMayo stuff when he was at um, Charleston, running his kind of uh, spread option type stuff out of it. Um, and then I saw um, Centennial out in California, um, who is 100% spread pistol, um, you know, three almost to five foot splits. And I, and I saw it and fell in love with it. And so I reached out to Coach Logan, um, who's, who's their head coach and said, coach, you know, I, I'm a head coach in North Carolina. I just, took, I just took a job. Um, would you mind sharing some films so I can do some, uh, some film study? And, um, he, he was, he was gracious enough to send me, send me some stuff, um, to study. Um, and, and so really that aspect of, of the run game, um, has helped us implement what we do now this year. Um, and, and I'm really excited to see, um, what, what it will do, um, with stuff on this on this side of the coast, I mean, Centennial has been a powerhouse for almost ten to fifteen years, and so 
um, I, I'm excited to see what are, what our guys can do with it. Yeah, um, it's funny when people hear on, running shoot. On, on top of that. Oh no, go yeah, ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. You're good. Um, on, on top of that, with our pass game stuff, it's, it's just kind of making sure that we're – I'm always going to research run a shoot. Um, and, and so just making sure that what we do schematically kind of still fits that mold and we're not and we're not bastardizing it too much to where it, it's kind of unrecognizable, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so for us, that that's the biggest thing. All season is just you know doing some self scout to say hey we're, we're getting too far away from who we really are um, and, and so that's the biggest thing for us in the past game is just doing a lot of self scout afterwards just to make sure we're still doing what we what we want to do uh, schematically. Yeah, I was just saying it was funny when people hear run and shoot they don't think of the run part they think of the pass they think it's just all pass pass and I'm like no they run the ball too right. Like, don't forget that there's the name is in it. <laughs> like, oh yeah, de- definitely. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, I mean, and, and that's the thing, like, I, I don't think that they've ever had a running back that was, that hadn't rushed for a thousand yards. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, they've always had a thousand yard rusher people and people don't want to recognize that part of, of their scheme. Uh, but, you know, they're, they're, they're going to pass the football to set up the run. Um, and a lot of people don't want to buy into that philosophy. And a lot of people don't want to see on a third and one that they run they they run a little flat route off a of go and throw it and throw it to the flat. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and so for the it, it takes a not only a, a high school program buy-in, but it actually in, in all actuality, I think it really correlates to your community buy-in with it as well. Um, you know, because it's a different way to play play football. Uh, you know, our our guys right now for the last you know eight to eight to twelve years have seen nothing but triple option, and so they're they're used to third and one. They're they're going to run you know they're going to run dive. They're going to run some some type of wedge type scheme to see if they can get the first down. You know, th- this year we we may throw a screen, uh, on, you know, a fast screen on third and one. You know, and so it's a, it's a community buy in with it, and, and I think that's that scares a lot of people off at the same time too yeah it's people don't think you have to sell it to the community too like some people want the option some people want you in spread and whatever you do you have to sell it and if you're confident and excited about what you're doing you can sell it um and it'll work we're trying to do the same thing like we're going to be a spread team but we're a spread power run and we got to set like they've always been spread but we're going to run the ball more this year and me being the offensive line coach, I'm right. fine with that. I'm like, yep, let's go for it. I'm fine with running power over and over. Um, so I can wrap up. Um, when you took over, you know, culture building, you got to build a culture up. So how? What, what was your plan to build up the culture? And then how did you have to adapt what you were doing due to COVID? Like COVID changed everything. So I'm just curious how people adapted what they were doing. Um, I, I think, I mean, to be honest with you, it's kind of been a blessing for us because really that's all we have been doing is really branding our program, um, reaching out with some, some community stuff as much as we can. Um, and then, um, you know, our our fundraising has, has been really successful, um, during the, during the pandemic year, 
um, has been really good. Um, and so for us, it's just kind of branding, branding what we do um, and, and then reaching out to, to our community base um, and, and getting that support back. I, um, you know, it, it's been it's been fun to, to, to sit back and do that. Um, you know, we've have a, we had a locker room project um, and what I've done is, is do a letter campaign. Um, and so, for example, uh, I wore number seven here at North Gaston. Um, and so any any player that has worn number seven, they can write a letter to that particular number. It's not it's not to the player. It's like dear number seven. This is this is you know this is Justin Clark. This is what number seven in North Gaston football meant to me. And then I'm going to put it in the locker. Uh, and so for us, you know, you may have you know six or seven letters in one locker, and so they have to see that is when they go into their lockers every single day and I'm, I'm gonna frame it hanging in their locker and so every day they're, they're starting to see the culture that that had that was successful come back um and then <clears throat> i started selling our jerseys you know we, we we saw a lot of just old jerseys just laying around in, in some cardboard boxes and so we we sold some jerseys and, and, and made some pretty good money off of that um you know, when I when I took this job, we had seven hundred and fifty five dollars uh, in in the, in the football account. Um, you know, a, as of probably two weeks ago, um, we were we were able to raise. Um, we're, we're up to forty three uh, forty three thousand dollars that we've raised so far. Wow. Um, and so it, it, there's a lot of stuff that we have done during the pandemic that I'm really proud of the staff and these kids. They've really bought into it to change the culture. We, we've got a new uniform sponsor. Um, you know, I, I know we follow each other on, on social media and Twitter, um, but we're a phenom school. Um, and so they, you know, they're exploding right now. And so I kind of joke with everybody around here, y'all better, y'all better get on this wave. I mean, they're, they're doing a tremendous job. Um, you know, we're, we're branding our program. This is, this is who we're going to be. This is, this is what we, what we're about. Um, our kids come in, they, they have their own book bag. Um, you know, we're, we're getting free gloves. They don't have to worry about going and, and buying gloves or getting cleats and, and, and all this type of stuff. And so what I told our staff and what I told the administration is I'm going to do everything possible to make one, make football self-sufficient. Um, and then two, model as close as I can to a collegiate program. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's kind of our biggest thing is people are starting to see it. Um, they're starting to buy into it. Um, we're actually, um, <clears throat> when we come back in January, we're going to start our mental health program. Um, we've, we actually partnered up with a, um, with, with a, with a, um, a, a psychologist here in town. Um, and they're going to, they're going to come in, um, and, and do a once a week kind of 12 week class, um, of, you know, teaching coping skills and, what it looks like to, to be a leader, what it looks like to be able to handle stress and, and, and things of that nature. So and our mental health program has been really good. Um, we started, um, oh shoot, I'm trying to think what else that we did uh, community-wide. We did a, a community um, a necessity cabinet. And so <clears throat> we're, we have in, in my classroom, we have a cabinet just filled with, with snacks, um, razors, toothbrushes, toothpaste, um, and so it, it's, you know, come, come and get it. It's don't ask, don't tell. Hey, 
you know, coach, can I come and get something after room? Go, go get whatever you need. I don't care if it's a drink. I don't care if it's soap. What, whatever you need, go get it. Um, and so the teachers are, are starting to to see it and kind of buy in with it. And so um, it, it's been a it's been a fun process. Um, it's been a challenging process, but it's been fun with it. I really like the um, uh, mental stuff. I think a lot of people need to do that now with being locked down, being inside a lot, not having sports. That's a great idea. I'm stealing that. Like I need to tell my head coach that that's a great idea to get in. Yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be, I'm excited about it. Um, and, and one of the biggest thing for me, um, you know, I, I saw a lot of stress with our players, um, you know, to, to almost in tears. Like I, I have a kid that has a four, two, five, Called called me maybe maybe a week week and a half ago, um, just you know just stressed out crying because of all this online online learning and you know coach I, I have twelve to fifteen assignments and and I'm getting behind and I don't know how to do it and and so I'm excited with it I I, I really am but um, yeah still it um, and let let me know how how y'all how how y'all implement it. Um, and because we're, we're going to see if we can get this grant funded and, and start getting some grants with it as well. I think you're going to start seeing things like that and they're going to accept it or approve it because of what's going yeah. on. Like that's the yeah, big thing right now. And so, and the big thing with us is, you know, coaches, when you, when you hear it at clinics, coaches always say that, um, you know, football is 90% mental, um, you know, 10% physical. And so if we really want to say it and we really want to believe that this game is 90% mental, then what are we doing in our mental aspect of our program to help our kids? Right. Um, and, that, that, you know, this, this kind of pandemic has really made me sit back and say, what are we really doing to help our kids' mental health status? Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm excited to, to get involved with it and see what they do. Um, you know, one, one of the, the uh, one of the psychologists, she actually played uh, college ball. She's a professor at University of South Carolina, um, and, and so it, it's. To, I'm I'm really excited about it. You know, I, I can't I can't say enough good things about it. Yeah, everybody, anybody that listens, I don't have people listen. Whoever does needs to steal that because we need it. And like like this this for me is therapy, so I'm fine. But the kids need something else, like they need that real bad right now. And that's what scares me to death about remote learning and being locked down and, you know, not be able to go to play. You can't play Xbox and PS five so long before right. something happens. Yeah. Um, well, coach, that's all I had. I really appreciate you taking time to do this. You know, uh, you're, it's been great. I learned a few things, so I really appreciate you. Oh, shoot. Thank you. Thank you for, for letting me be on. It, it, it was a pleasure. Everybody out there that listens, stay safe, wear your mask so we can get back to normal at some point, hopefully. Um, and I'll see you guys next time. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 
start a journey, not a fad. Kick off your fitness journey with up to $500 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread packages. Choose the package that will take your training to the next level with accessories like our cycling shoes, heart rate band, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate. Offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Tread Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.